Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about why Ahava is so important. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 25th of April, 2022, and I hope that you are having and have had a great weekend. This is the start of a new week, and I hope a new opportunity for us to become more and more like Yeshua. Today we're going to be talking about Ahava and why it is so important. But before we get into that, I want to let you know what the tour portion for this upcoming week is. It's called Ahare Mot. It's Vayikra or Leviticus chapter 16 verses 1 through chapter 18 verses 30. Then there's two half tour portions, which once again, I, I gotta say the one that I have for my congregation I actually don't like as much as I have from my planner uh, because the one I have for my planner is Ezekiel 22 verses 1 through 19, which literally is directly linked to the Torah portion versus for Samuel chapter 20 verses 18 to 42, which has absolutely no correlation to a linkage towards the uh, passage in Leviticus. So either way, you can read both of them and, and uh, see if you agree with me or not. The Brit Hadashah is Galatians chapter 3, verse 10 through 14. And today I am really just been contemplating the word love. And it was funny because my devotional this morning was about this word love. And they actually mentioned the word for love is Ahava. And how it has such in-depth meaning. And so I wanted to find something for, for me to relate to you how important love is. Because I think, especially in the Western world, we get this word confused, wrong, and or diluted. And, you know, we use that word for pretty much everything and anything. And that's not the way I think that God had it originally plan to be. The word Ahava is such an important word and really it is the lifeblood of the entire Bible. Today, some of you may feel that I'm being a little bit lazy, but I'm really not. Um, I was looking up trying to find, you know, the meaning of Ahava. What does it really mean? And I came upon the Truther's Journal and this was published January 23rd, 2020. So it's not super old, um, but it's also by Daniel Rendleman from Emet Ministries. I, full disclosure, have no idea um, uh, that much about this ministry. All I know is about this particular article that I'm going to read to you. And based on this article, I, I think he's pretty much spot on. I could be wrong. You're welcome to message me and let me know. But um, once again, want to make sure that everyone knows I am not a scholar. And that is why I actually was really appreciative of finding this particular art- article because he really breaks it down about the importance of this word and it's it's so many different meanings in the Hebrew language as with a lot of different meanings in the Hebrew language there's multiple meanings kind of like the word correct me if i'm wrong isha is also the word for woman but also for fire so which i've always found quite fascinating because you know how many people associate women with fire quite a few and um 
so I thought it was just really important to get a different perspective from somebody else who clearly has done an in-depth research about this particular word, an in-depth study on this word. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. There are going to be portions where obviously I'm going to stop and talk, but I do want to get this across so that we can kind of learn together what this word truly means. Okay. In Portuguese, it's called saudade. No idea if I'm butchering that. And means the feeling of intense longing for a person or place. The Chinese say yanfen. And the Swahili abdendo is affection and care. The ancient Hebrew word ahava that is often translated as love in the scriptures has a unique meaning too. Sadly, this amazing Hebrew word is hidden behind the nonchalant English term that everyone uses for everything. If only we would allow the scriptures to be a type of dictionary, could we really grasp this and other important concepts? The other thing I want to throw out here is this, is he also talks about different numbers for the Hebrew alphabet. I don't know anything about that. I know there are some who agree with this kind of thing with the numbers and some that don't. So just bear with me. The scriptures are full of teaching, history, and laws. The scriptures should also be our dictionary. This means we should allow the scriptures to help us understand the word that it uses. The scriptures should be used to interpret the scriptures. And the scripture should be used to define words today. The best way to understand words like faith, hope, and love is through usage in the scriptures and the original language of the scripture, Hebrew. It is a living language. Hebrew is a power-filled force that helps us better know the scripture and the scripture's author. Each Hebrew letter is a sign, a symbol, a sound, and a number. By digging into the depths of the original language of the scripture, we can best grasp its message. Love. The English term has many meanings. In modern thought, love is an emotion that can be turned on and off like a light switch. The story is told of a young man who told his father at breakfast one morning that he was going to get married. How do you know you're ready to get married? asked the father. Are you in love? I sure am, said the son. How do you know you're in love? asked the father. Last night, as I was kissing my girlfriend goodnight, her dog bit me and I didn't feel the pain until I got home. Love, or ahava in the Hebraic mind, is very different in today's culture. In the Hebrew, love is connected directly with action and obedience. Strong's Exhaustive Dictionary defines Ahava as to have affection, sexually or otherwise, love, like, to befriend, to be intimate. It brings to mind the idea of longing for or breathing for another. Hebraically, Ahava is a verb and a noun. It is an act of doing. Ahava is not just a feeling. To get a clear understanding of Ahava, let's examine the Hebrew word itself and learn how to love Hebraically. First, most Hebrew words can be broken down to a three-consonant root word that contains the essence of the word's meaning. The root word of ahava is ahav. The term ahav in Hebrew means to give. True ahava, true love, is more concerned about giving than receiving. Being the center of someone's attention isn't love. And love isn't about getting some feeling or fix. Ahava is about giving devotion and time. Giving is the vehicle of love. Adonai so loved the world that he gave his only son. Meaningful relationships have mutual giving. Love may focus on receiving, but Ahava is all about giving. There is a difference. Consider that the Hebrew word Ahava is not an emotion, but an action. It is not something that happens to you, but a condition that you create when you give. You don't fall in love. You give love. The Hebrew word ahava is spelled aleph, 
hey, bet, hey. The root word ahav is spelled aleph, hey, bet. These Hebrew letters reveal a secret of love hidden for thousands of years. This secret is exposed through the meaning behind each Hebrew letter in ahav. Hang on for some amazing and alarming Hebrew insights. Hebrew is read from right to left. The first letter of the Hebrew alphabet is also the first letter in ahav. This is the aleph. The letter aleph is the number one. Aleph symbolizes the one and only eternal Elohim. In Revelations 22:13, Yeshua called himself the Aleph and the Tav. Aleph is a picture of Adonai in his creation. There's one Lord. Yeshua said that this is the number one commandment. The first of all commandments is Shema, O Israel. The master is our Elohim. The master Adonai is Ahad. And you shall love the master, Adonai, with all your lev, which means heart, and with all your being, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it, namely this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There are no other commandments greater than these. That's Mark 12, verses 29 to 31. Ahava starts with Aleph. Real Ahava starts with loving Adonai first. Then, as a person has a relationship with Adonai, one can love his neighbor properly. And I'm going to cut in real quick here because I actually think that there are three important portions of truly learning to do this commandment. And unfortunately, I think a lot of us miss it. So real Hava does start with loving Adonai first. I absolutely agree with that. Then, as a person has a relationship with Adonai... They learn to love themselves. That would be the second step. The third step for me is that once you have learned to love yourself, then you can properly love your neighbor. Because if you do not know how to love yourself, how can you love him as you love yourself? You can't. Because what if you actually hate yourself? How in the world are you supposed to love your neighbor? That's my two cents. Moving on. The next letter of Ahav is the He. The letter He is the fifth letter of the alphabet. Five is the number of Chesed, or grace. It is highly symbolic. There are five books of the Torah, five fingers on the hand, and King David gathered five smooth stones to kill Goliath. It is through grace, or Chesed, that Adonai loves us. Mankind loves Adonai back through the fifth letter, He. How? Ahav is shown to Adonai through He. Through the five books of the Torah. If you love me, obey my mitzvot or commandments. If a man loves me, he will guard my words and my Abba will love him and we will come to him and make our stay with him, said Yeshua in John 14, 15, and 23. The hay is the means that a person expresses Ahava. You love and give to Adonai by your actions of obedience. The form of the letter He, the number five, shows how to correctly love Adonai and man. The three lines of He are a picture of loving Adonai with thought, deed, and words. The top horizontal line is the realm of thought. A person's thoughts should be focused upward on Adonai and his word. The vertical line to the right is speech. From the abundance of the heart, mind, horizontal line, the mouth speaks. Speech comes directly from thought. The unattached line to the left is deed. Though actions should be connected to our intentions, they are often not. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of Adonai shall stand. Proverbs 19.21 Man is to unite the three lines through devotion and service. Loving Adonai with thoughts, words, and deeds is the goal of the hay.
that to me just blows my mind. Let me know your thoughts on that. The bet is the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It is the third letter in a hav. This letter vividly, vividly demonstrates the purpose of all creation. How? Bet is a picture of a house. Adonai created the world to be a dwelling place in this world below. The first letter in the Torah is a bet, found in the word bereshit, and the tabernacle is made to create a bait, or a house, for Adonai. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know you not that you are a temple of Adonai and that the spirit of Adonai dwells in you. The object of loving Adonai is to be conformed to his image and represent him to the world. The two are to walk together. Bait is also the number two. Adonai plus his servant equals two. Yet in the bait, the two shall become one. Yeshua said in Matthew 18.20 For where two or three will assemble together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Ahava starts with loving Adonai first and foremost through word, deed, and thought. This type of Ahava creates a house for Adonai to inhabit. You make a dwelling place or house for Adonai when you show love by giving to others. In review, the Hebrew root word for love is Ahav, spelled Aleph, Hey, Bet. The Aleph reminds us that we are to love Adonai first. Hey shows us to express that love by conforming our thoughts, words, and deeds to the five books of the Torah. When we love, when, sorry, when love is directed first to Adonai, then a bait, a house, is built to sustain his presence. Ahava is the greatest. Remember that love is giving. It is not receiving. It isn't even offering. It is giving. When you love someone, you give time, attention, and all of yourself. To get a small glimpse of the father's love, just imagine giving up your favorite child to die in the place of a heinous death row inmate. That's what he did for you. While you deserve to die for your sinful tour breaking, the father gave his only son to perish in our place. He also gave us his Torah and commandments so that we could love him and love other people. Ahava is actually the reason for the Torah. Romans 13, 8 through 10. Love one another for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever, whatever other commandment all are summed up by this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Ahava is the sum and goal of everything in the scripture. True Ahava is rooted in deep relationships. You can't intimately love someone unless you intimately know them. We know Adonai through his word. We connect with Adonai through acting out his will. Our love for Adonai is called obedience. Which is why I discuss this almost every single podcast, how important it is for us to get in the word. And, you know, I'm, I'm not like trying to tell you what to do or like, oh, well, she thinks she's better than you. No, I struggle with this. I greatly struggle with getting into the word and truly delving deeply into his thoughts and his desires for me and for all of us. In Deuteronomy 11.1, 1, love Adonai and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. When you really love Adonai, you give him every bit of your life. Your submission to the lifestyle of the scriptures is the world's proof that we love him and are committed to Adonai. 1 John 2, 3-6 says, This is how we are sure that we have come to know him, by keeping his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him, 
yet doesn't keep his commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of Adonai is perfected. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. The Messiah said that we prove our love to Adonai by obeying his commandments in John 14, 15. He also said that we show the world we are his disciples by our Ahava for one another. Acting kindly and showing goodness to other people is how unbelievers should be able to tell if we are righteous or not. James 2.8 says, if you really keep the law found in the scriptures, then love your neighbor as you love yourself. You are actually fulfilling the law, Adonai, the law of Adonai when you carry someone's burdens. The Hebrew word for commandment is mitzvah. This term literally means good deed. When you obey the mitzvah, you are doing good deeds toward other people. When you are acting in love, just one simple small act of kindness is equal to all the sacrifices in the temple. Read that again. When you are acting in love, just one simple small act of kindness is equal to all the sacrifices in the temple. Your gentleness to that special person in your family who drives you crazy is equal to perfectly observing the Sabbath if love is your motivation. Keeping the commandments is how we walk in Adonai's love in this dark world. If you keep my mitzvah, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love said Yeshua in John 15.10. If you want to have the same oneness with Adonai as the Messiah had, then you must love Adonai by submitting to him. This is where love gets messy, though. There are literally thousands of mitzvot or commandments in the scripture. The sages of Judaism have counted 613 commands just in the first five books of the scriptures. A survey of the Newer Testament finds over a thousand different and distinct directives. With so much to do, where is a person to start? An answer to this important question can be found in Matthew 19. Here in this chapter, a man comes to Messiah and asks how he can inherit eternal life. The Savior tells him to keep the commandments and then specifically discusses the Ten Commandments with him. It seems that the Big Ten are a good starting place until you read a little further. The young man said that he was blameless in his observance. Yeshua said he lacked something. What could be wrong with a person who had not broken Adonai's divine law? Well, Yeshua tested the man by telling him to sell all he had, show his love to the poor, and then become a disciple. The man went away sad. Even though he had perfect Torah observance, he lacked love. We never read of him again in scriptures. Love must be our motivation for any Torah keeping. Our submission to the Ten Commandments has to start with Ahava. Obedience without love is lifeless religion that only leads to more death. I'm going to repeat that myself. Obedience without love is lifeless religion that only leads to more death. Stop and take a minute and think of that. Can you think of someone in your life who religiously adheres to what they see as the Torah and the commandments, all of the commandments that are in the word. And yet, they seem to not have love. And without love, there's nothing. It only leads to more death. So let us all stop and think about that and, and think internally and say, Adonai, you know, Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, show me if I'm lacking in love in any area of my life. Show me where I need 
to realign myself with your word and your love. And in loving you, showing my obedience, but also love to others. Rules without relationship leads to rebellion. I can tell you this firsthand that that's very true. I grew up with many rules and regulations. And it was enforced by my father, who I didn't have a relationship with. At least not a good one. And I'm sure that that is a contributing factor to my extreme rebellion. I only think, I don't know, that there were people in my life praying for me and that God never, ever left my side and was consistently drawing me close to him again and again, even when I turned away from him. Indeed, if you keep the law prescribed in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the entire law yet fails in one point is guilty of breaking it all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. So if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you are a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who will be judged by the law of freedom. For judgment is without mercy to the one who hasn't shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. James 2, 8-13 How often do you look for opportunities to share the love of Adonai with other people? Get this major point. When you love your neighbor, you are most like Yeshua. And I don't know about you, but there are definitely times where I should be showing a lot more love than I am. Even something as simple as smiling at the cashier when you're going to the grocery store. Not having an attitude. You know, you might have had a bad day, but so have they. But if you're showing the love of Adonai to the people that you interact with, no matter how how short a time that is, you're still showing the love of Adonai and you're, you're showing that you're loving your neighbor as yourself. How many times when you've had a bad day have you just wanted somebody to give you a word of encouragement? Let us be that person today. You know, I, I'm reading this to you and really just trying to take it all in myself and just learn from it because it's so true. Hava is so important. And hopefully you've gotten a glimpse of that today. I'm actually going to be at a woman's conference next week. And I'm going to actually read you the rest of this paper or study that was done on the word of Hava, because I think that it's so important. Because if we have not love, how can we truly call ourselves followers of Yeshua, followers of Adonai, having the indwelling spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh within us? It's so important that we get through to this. So, so important that we get through this. The Jewish Talmud tells of a man who came to a rabbi and said he would convert if the rabbi could teach him the whole Torah while he stood on one foot. The rabbi replied, do to others what you want done unto you, for this is the whole of Torah. The man quickly converted as he learned Torah from that one passage and that one foot. The letter of the law says, do not murder, but the spirit of the Torah says to not create any circumstances where another person could be harmed. This is loving your neighbor as you love yourself. We show our love to Adonai through obedience to his commandments. Adonai shows his love toward us through his grace. 
When a person is born again, they receive the Father's love through unmerited favor and mercy. Grace, or chesed, in Hebrew is Adonai's gift of love to us. We don't deserve it, and we can't earn it. Like the love of a mother shows to a newborn baby, Adonai loves us, though we have done nothing but cause him pain. It is an unending love. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. When Israel sought for rest, Adonai appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Jeremiah 31, 2 and 3. Adonai's chesed should empower us to be faithful during the stress of life. He has said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Again, Adonai loves us by showering his grace upon us on good and bad days. So whether we're having a good or bad day, we need to choose life, which means choose speaking love, not only into our own lives, to ourselves, but also to those that surround us, our neighbor, everyone and anyone that we come in contact with. That includes when you're fighting with your husband or your wife. If your children are driving, you know, children are driving you crazy, or maybe they're being, you know, disobedient, you still need to walk out in love. And it's, you know, the whole point of Ahava is that we are to show our love through our obedience by following his commandments. And a lot of people say, well, you know, there's so many commandments, there's, you know, so much to do. I don't really. It's not that we have to, it's that we get to. Because we love Adonai, we get to follow his commands. And in doing so, we draw closer to him and become more like him. That's my food for thought for, the, for this particular week. And uh, I hope that this has blessed you, it's encouraged you, it's strengthened you in your faith, that you've come to understand how important this word is and the depth that there is in the Hebrew language. And like I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. I'm so glad that you chose to stick around for this particular podcast, and I pray that you will uh, come back and hear from me again next week. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on Anchor dot fm slash erica lacasse and it should have a button right there to say leave a voice message remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment i would love to hear from you